And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Welcome one, welcome all to the Fighting Fit Show. This week we are still going down the route of helping you guys build a great relationship with food. And I think this is going to be the last episode of this series. So, you know, it's been good while it lasted. We're going to try and nip it in the bud today. Maybe we'll get it all covered. Maybe we won't. There could possibly be one more, but we're definitely nearing the end of our series. So I hope you've enjoyed the ride. Last week, we kind of finished up where we were talking about health and movement and exercise and the benefits and why it's important. I think we said exercise and feel the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to kind of reconnect with that a little bit. Maybe we've got some new fresh perspectives, new ideas. Maybe you didn't listen to the last episode. So that's where we're going to kick it off from today. So the first point we're going to cover is reconnect with joyful movement, which I think is an amazing thing. I think I touched on this last week when I was talking about ping pong and you know, games, like fun movement. You know, it's like it's really enjoyable. I was listening to somebody today, Andrew Huberman, and he was talking about fasting and calories and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that he said is that fidgeters get massive, massive increases in calories burned per day from 800 to 2,000 calories just through physical activity. Me and Chris were doing a little bit of preparation for this podcast, and I noticed myself just swaying from side to side. So I definitely know I'm a fidgeter, and I know that I maybe, you know, overconsume calories from time to time, and I'm not always punished as severely as maybe other people personally decide you know i've never really been drastically overweight and i would probably put that down to one of the reasons why it's like i'm just constantly moving i talk with my hands and you know, i just can't stop i pump my leg up and down all this kind of stuff so if you've got a hobby and it's something that you do all the time and it's not a pain to do you're going to burn a lot more calories even though it might not seem like severely demanding actually the fidgeting can knock up 800 2000 per day you know it's like if you're playing your favorite hobby for 45 minutes to an hour it's like you know you're talking maybe 200 to 400 500 calories depending on your size depending on the intensity of the the session but the cool thing is like if it's a hobby if it's something you do and you're doing it three four times a week those numbers are going to rack up in the months and, and years for sure and definitely going to have a, a big impact on your you know your natural set weight let's say you know how much extra body fat you're carrying around so yeah so obviously yeah. joyful movement so- is really important do you enjoy moving yeah, well, some examples of a hobby for most people would be playing football. Like for, for lads, especially during the can't wait to play their five-a-side game on a Saturday or on a Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever it is. And it's like, it's not about exercise. It's not about burning calories. It's about having fun and having some crack. And burning calories is literally just a side effect of that, which mm. I think is a, is a really, really good way to start with exercise or to start with trying to be a little bit more healthy and a little bit more active, okay? Because if you're not active, you're not being healthy. We were made to move. And if you're not enjoying it and you're punishing yourself with it all the time, well, then uh, with exercise, because you ate so many calories, whatever, you're not going to keep that up. You're going to develop a negative mindset around it, and uh, you're going to hate movement. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is it. And, and again, maybe you're overweight, and maybe movement's a little bit of a chore for you anyway. So, yeah, maybe stuff like running and, you know, going to the gym, doing jumping jacks and bodybuilders just is a bit of a siege right now. It's like, so again, like, let's say 
you found a way to move that wasn't so cumbersome. Like again, maybe it's horse riding. I don't know. Maybe it's you know swimming. Maybe it's cycling. Maybe it's ping pong. Maybe it's hacky sack. Whatever it is that you decide, maybe it's walking. You know, something that you actually enjoy doing is a big, big part um, of enjoying your health and fitness journey because that's the point. The point is to enjoy it because I see it time and time again. People taking on measures that are extreme and get great results and they don't enjoy it and it, like the relapse is nearly guaranteed to be fair um, and i see it a lot with nutrition with food that i myself just kind of looking at as a coach deem quite bland and boring and it's kind of like oh how long is this going to last you know probably not long yeah so some people can't handle it but it's a it's rare people yeah need some, some i think we talked before really briefly maybe the last it's, it's a little bit of a side point so maybe shouldn't spend too much time on it, but chefs and bakers, chefs and bakers, they're chefs who, you know, need to add their own pizzazz to everything. You know, they've got these ideas, these wonderful ideas in their head and, you know, they make their life, their meals, their own. And then, and it has to have flavor. It has to have pizzazz. And then you get the bakers, people who can literally just follow a recipe, you know, that kind of je ne sais quoi is just not the most important thing about it. And so it's like they will literally just follow the recipe. Yeah, give me turkey burgers, rice, spinach, broccoli, you know, oh, what is it? Egg omelet for breakfast. Yeah, that's whatever. That's what I've been eating for the last 17 years. All right, fair enough. You know, it's, and some people are like that and fair play to you. Yeah, some people are simple and boring. Um, I find that helps sometimes for, for something boring. to build off. And then you just add a little bit of spice to it. Um, like something that's really nice is uh, is just om like a cheese omelet with uh, some sriracha sauce over it and maybe some spring onions. So the omelet, the, the, the spring onions and the sriracha just give it a little bit more of a kick and it's way, way more enjoyable that way. So um, I think it's also important to understand that if you have like some sort of fun hobby that you can do uh, during the week, training uh, becomes like a supplement to that. So like one of the reasons, like if you train jujitsu, do you know, like uh, one of the things that jujitsu demands is like really good flexibility in your hips. So you'll be motivated you'll have like some sort of reason to start training your hip mobility rather than uh, just like not having any reason to do it. And then when you have purpose or reason for doing something, uh, you'll be far more inclined to stick to it and to want to do it and to actually want to progress and train better during those That's sessions. That's a good point. The only reason I ever trained was so I could get into the ring and spar. Oh, I like actually hilariously enough that you said that. It's like, it just, just clicked me. I never actually liked training at all. I never wanted to train. I never wanted to do push-ups. I never wanted to do burpees. I really just wanted to get into the ring and spar. I just they could not mm -hmm. even fight. Like I remember just going to train and just like I want to spar. And I remember doing shit and spar and going, right, well if I'm fitter the next time and you just be running with this image of you sparring in your head and not running out of gas, you'd be doing push ups and images of you punching harder, you know, or having bigger arms and like being more effective with it. So again, yeah, it's like having that 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 reason to train. Again, that reason being some kind of hobby, some some kind of physical outlet so that way your training is uh, a supplement for that that's a that's a great point yeah it's the it's the ras in activation the reticular activate or the reticular activation system in uh, in action so after that we've got a uh, uh, where are we here focus um, on exercise uh, focus on how exercise makes you yeah. feel rather than burning calories yeah so Focusing on how exercise is. So exercise is energizing. That's one of my favorite phrases now. Exercise is energizing. It should make you feel good. Um, it should make you feel proud of yourself. It should make you feel like um, you've done something, you've accomplished something, and it should be enjoyable. But depending on uh, how 
uh, you're managing your training loads and depending on how you are uh, training you might find that you, know, you feel shitty after a workout you, know, you might feel sick you might feel uh, burnt out you might feel drained and if that is the case more often than not you're probably not going to be enjoying it too much well here, here, here's here's something that i think about with exercises like again me personally like i don't say I'm going to exercise. I say I'm going training. That's kind of what I say. I'm training. Well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm training. I'm going to my training session. And so what, well, what is training? Training is practice. It's practice for a specific thing. And so when I'm training, well, what are we training today? It's like, well, you know, we're training our squat. We're training our cardiovascular system. We're training. So my, my point is that I'm not here. The goal is not to break my body down. My goal is my my goal is to improve ef efficiency or how effective I am or my strength or you know you know maybe if I'm doing hypertrophic training you know maybe I am trying to break the muscle down it's like as part of that session that's the goal if I'm really trying to you know in, improve my lactic tolerance it's like yeah maybe I am absolutely slamming my muscles super super hard so you know it's like I can get into that state where my body's really trying to, oh jesus let's fucking go let's get this let's get the lactic tolerance in let's get the new blood in let's get the old blood out it's like you know it's like at that level that's you know that's very specific but for the most part it's like a lot of your training should literally say, all right what are we doing you're just practicing your squat you know, you're practicing your deadlift you're practicing your running mechanics you know you're 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 seeing how long you can go you're seeing how fast you can go it's like and then again yeah take big breaks it's like or what is your goal? Is your, is your goal to break yourself down? No. What's your goal? To improve to my better. efficiency with this specific thing for maybe even, as we said earlier on, this higher calling. Or this and that, what, what's cool about that is just like with your um, exercise for your hobby, so like opening up your hips, like all that sort of stuff, it gives you purpose. It gives you a reason for doing your different things. And if it's like practice, the goal is to get better. And when you have that in mind before you start a set, it changes how you do a set like you're not just getting through a workout so you're trying to get the most from it rather than just doing it for the sake of doing it and that is i think that is fundamentally the difference between exercising and training yeah so get out there guys and get training <laughs> so um yeah but also like it's not just about burning calories so i think uh focusing on how exercise makes you feel rather than burning calories like a lot of people especially uh, some clients want to start off here in the gym and some people who are who were in our old a facility where we'd have the TV on the screen and everyone had heart rate monitors and it was about you know, where your heart rate was at different times in the session and how many calories you burned would have been a factor to it. But it was something that we used to always try and like you know, pull away from. Like it doesn't really matter how many calories you burn. It's more well, remember, about you know, sorry, remember the big big focus for us back in the day was that we were focused on hit training. So a bit a, a big part yeah, of the sessions, yeah. yeah, big part of the goal was well you, yeah, not to compare yourself to whoever's beside you, but for you, it's like that was that was a high intensity session. So obviously, not to say that high intensity is going to you know directly impact calories or whatever. That although you know most likely will, and the heart rate monitors don't necessarily pick up exactly your calories, but the calorie metric on the TV was a great way for measuring intensity of the session. Yes, that's that's exactly what. I'm but the what we were trying to get away from was like the amount of calories you burned at the end of your session was almost irrelevant. And you'd see something that the ladies would always say to be like to some lad who's like six foot two and you know, 110 kilos or whatever it was. And he, he was working as hard as he could, but because you know, he was out of shape and all that sort of stuff, he wasn't really doing loads. But by the end of it, he burned like twice as many calories as like some 54 kilo lady who was busting herself throughout the whole session. He'd burn upwards of 700 calories and she was burning, you know, 
300 max. And realistically, he would have burnt more calories than her if he had a lay at home in his bed. Yeah, because it's just it costs cost more. Maybe not also, if he lay at home in bed. But no, like literally, probably, yeah. It's like, listen, if you're 110 versus a 52 kilo, uh, 110 man versus a 52 kilo woman, it's like, yeah, probably. And but the thing about it is, like, it's all relative because his appetite is relative. It's like you're eating 1,700 calories a day and he's eating 3,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, but uh, like, but the goal of the training session isn't to necessarily just burn calories. Like that should be, that's like a, a secondary bonus of the workout. The goal of the workout is to get an adaptation from that workout, whether it's to bench press more, whether it's to squat better, whether it's to have more mobile hips, whether it's to be fitter in terms of your lack of tolerance or your aerobic capacity. Um, it, it, your, your training should have a purpose. And the main goal or the main benefit of that is basically uh, the adaptation that you will get. And if you feel like crap all the time or you're trying to just burn calories, you will more than likely feel like crap all the time and you won't be as satisfied from a workout. So like if you have the goal of just burning calories, if you did a heavy strength session, which aren't very, very calorie uh, demanded, you could hit a PB in your squat, but because you only burn 200 calories or 300 calories, Joe, and you usually burn four or five, you're going to be like annoyed. And the only thing that like the only the way the monitors work to detect whether or not you're burning calories is to take your age and weight and have a certain amount of calories you burn per minute or whatever. And then depending on what heart rate zone you're in, if you're at like 70 or 60% of your heart rate max, 70% of your heart rate max, 80%, 90% will add like a 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 uh, multiplier to it to see how many calories you burn that way. It's not accurate in any way, shape or form. Yeah, exactly. Is that but like saying, it's, then because you are cardiovascular fit and you're operating of you know 70 beats per minute and there's somebody who's not cardiovascular fit at all it's like they're burning 120 beats per minute and you've got more muscle mass but these are the same weight it's like it's not really going to be a fair comparison yeah. but again it's a exactly. good it's a good it's a good estimation of intensity that's what i said yeah exactly yeah. exactly so after that uh, we have developed a balanced and enjoyable approach to physical activity so if you haven't got the hint yet you should be enjoying your workouts you should be enjoying exercise it should be something that adds to your life and not something that takes away from it when you first also, start it can be difficult also, uh, sorry a big part of it as well is like yeah it's supposed to also be difficult difficult as well and hard to do and a big part of that is like that you have overcome it you'll be proud of yourself you'll be happy that you know it's like oh fuck, that was really really difficult but again not too difficult that it's absolutely soul destroying at least not initially and definitely not all the time yeah and that, one of the reasons when people first sign up with us we have the yellow and they, the yellow workouts joe from my perspective and from your perspective are laughably easy like they're they're so so easy but someone who isn't fit or someone who isn't um trained joe they can be really really challenging but they're not debilitating they're not debilitatingly challenging. They teach new movement skills and they have different focuses. Rather than like absolutely busting yourself, you know, one of the main focuses is like learning a new skill or practicing your single unders or even just like the reps are way higher on the beginner uh, levels of our workouts. And the reason they're higher is so they get more reps in and more practice with lighter weights. Um, and then as they develop and they get better, well, then the weights become more demanding, they become more intimidating. So you start developing that, oh, fuck, am I going to do this today? Am I able yeah, to do it? With lighter weights, so it's like one of the first things you want to do with somebody when you're when you're training muscles is you want to build insurance. Yeah, exactly. So they can actually sustain sustain that effort. Um, so I think uh, if you find the right intensity for you, and the right intensity is challenging but not debilitating, if you find that intensity, well then, um, 
you'll enjoy your workouts a lot more. You'll have the satisfaction factor of your sessions. So after that one, we have a principle 10, honor your health. So with this one here, I think it's a really important to understand what health is. What do you think health is? To me, I suppose health is, I suppose you could probably pull up a, an actual definition there while I'm rambling away here. We'll see how close to the mark that I actually am. But I would say health it's is vague. the absence. Wait, just, you know, it's vague as anything. Yeah, I'm sure. The, exactly. the actual definition. That's, that's why I don't mind giving my own interpretation of health. Um, so I would say, you know, it's the absence of sickness. It's having a high level of vitality and energy and a, a feeling of a good well-being. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to say, so from the World Health Organization, it is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. A variety of definitions have been used to, uh, for different purposes over time. So the overall condition of an organism at a given time, uh, the soundness, especially of the body or mind, freedom from disease or abnormality, and then a condition of optimal well-being. That's okay, good so because that, that kind of covers into that. Oh, wait, we got a few more. It expanded. Sorry, there's a few more. Oh, sorry. Go on, what were you going to say? I was going to say again because like, it's this whole thing of like, you know, the orth orthorexia thing, um, which which is in for some people like an, an ironic condition because the orthorexia that they, you know, they want to have leads them down a negative road. Orthorexia, again, like the idea that we have to eat only good food. And again, that's not healthy because even though which is ironic again because your goal is health your goal is to be healthy and you're doing it in such a way that it's leaving you not Stress. in a place which by what we just heard there is like is not a great definition for health and so again what we want to do is like we want to find that midpoint that we're eating healthy food and we're enjoying our life to the point that we are happy in ourselves so that way we can do it long term and again because again like like we all know the crack of the placebo is like you know your body its state and how it thinks has profound effects on you know your chemicals your hormones and and your well-being so you really have to have positive feelings about what you're eating and why you're eating it um hmm i wouldn't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily say that you have to but it's definitely better if you do it's definitely better. I wouldn't say you have to, but it's better. But you know, because again, because again, we're 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 just right back down to the fucking. Well, again, there's a difference with the placebo. Sorry to cut, cut across there, but the thing with the placebo is how you interpret it. And if you interpret it as just like Joe, you have a general idea that it's good for you and that you're eating well. It's but it's stressing you out. Joe is not as um, that's not as powerful as let's say thinking that the like if you eat something thinking that it is going to be really bad for you. You get me? Like the, the indifference with it is um, different to suggestion. You know, mm -hmm. but I'm saying so to like, the point where it's if, like if, if if your if your only goal is like oh like I'm, I'm literally only allowed to eat healthy food, I can imagine quite personally it's like unless you are a very squared away matured person, eventually you're gonna end up going you know what this is just absolutely miserable I don't want to do this anymore and then you come away from it because it's not sustainable it's not enjoyable it's like so again was it really was it really a good approach to begin with. Yeah, but that doesn't that make have sense. To do with the, yeah, but it doesn't have anything to do with the placebo. But but I'm saying I'm saying that if you're ha if you're in a space where you're you're not enjoying your nutrition, and mm -hmm. you know you're going around in this negative 
mindset. Like again, obviously, like at, at the at the at the milder forms, it's like, oh yeah, look, oh no, no carbs this week. Yeah, listen, fried salad and you'll be fine. You know, or like, all right, no no junk food this week, no alcohol this week. Yeah, that is reasonable. But it's like if you're a leader, it's like, okay, it's only the health foods. It's only the stuff that I know is good for me. And every time that I have a little whim or a want, I shove it down. It's like, well, good luck with that. And I, I yeah. imagine, again, just that mindset is toxic. And so I imagine it would have a, you know, it's like, uh, like well, again, if stress. It's... Like We talk about stress and emotional stress. How bad is that for your body? Yeah, well, I think... Um... You know, like having a purpose for declining stuff and a reason for it and if that reason is actually a good one so if you say no to the chocolate bar because you made this commitment to yourself to hit this certain weight well then it'll mean a certain it'll mean it'll be different to i just can't have chocolate yeah because that's bad peace i just noticed that you have my name down for this as princess b appreciate it thanks very much <laughs> um okay so uh, the other definitions are, or the other parts of the definition are soundness of a uh, body, that uh, condition of a living organism and its various parts and functions, which conduces to efficient and prolonged life, a normal bodily condition. Uh, in an extended use, the general condition of the body, the, yeah, it's just like natural vigor and facilities, moral and intellectual soundness. Uh, power of healing, given health capacities of for restoring, strengthening, enlightening, purifying, chiefly in scripture. I think that's spiritual health, uh, uh, salutation, or t- here. Let's say um, I think these are just all the different kinds of definitions for uh, in the English dictionary. So, all right, well, anyway, overall, your health it's important to understand what health is, and uh, health is basically. So if you're generally the absence of illness and a sense of well-being, okay. So if, and a sense of vitality. If you're if you have a if you have lots of energy, you don't have any ailments or anything like that there, and you feel like you know, things are going good in your life, you're healthy. That's good, okay. Um, so you want to honor that. You want to honor that. And what I, what we mean by honor that is, you don't want to sacrifice your sense of well-being for some sort of goal. So unless unless like you're getting paid for it in your professional and sort of stuff the only reason to do that is if you are turning pro in something or if you're making money or it's actually like going to affect um your your actual overall lifestyle so what am i trying to say here um, we're, we're moving on to understanding the importance of gentle nutrition well i was just on about honoring your health first so the whole point of honoring your health or what is honoring your health is respecting the fact that you should have a sense of well-being that you should have a sense of vitality and that you shouldn't have any ailments and if your exercise is maybe you're overtraining to the point where you're getting injured all the time so you're not honoring your health if you are restricting your eating to the point where your well-being starts to suffer and you stop being social your well-being your your health is suffering in that regard as well so honoring your health is making sure that you're not letting that sort of go too far so now we can move on to um, hey, what were you saying? Let me see. I don't have it up on the screen here. What was the next um, one? What is it? Understand the Under- importance of gentle, gentle nutrition. So again, this is the yeah, whole okay. thing of like, you know, what would what would harsh nutrition be? Okay, what is harsh nutrition? Harsh nutrition is in my head is essentially just orthorexia. So where everything's just too strict, can't have this, can't have that. Everything has to be exactly perfect. And if I don't have this, well then. You know, my whole day is ruined. My whole diet is ruined. Yeah, but and also, then you, you put also, that pressure on yourself. 
Go on. Also, also like self-loathing, like so eating, eating and wallowing. You know, it's like, well, that's not that's not gentle nutrition. It's like because you're again, you're like horrible in this thing. It's like I'm just a fucking piece of shit. Fuck this. I have no control. It's like, and so what we're really trying to do is we're trying to cultivate uh, a sense of you know goodwill within yourself, and that can work on both sides. It's like right, okay, we're trying to move away from that's our, that's a really good point. That's actually a really, really good point. Trying to cultivate a general sense of goodwill. That's and a so really, really good point. So again, so this is it. So it's like, right, okay, how do we, how do we do that? Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, like, what are your top five favorite healthy fruits and vegetables? Right? Maybe it's stro- strawberries, bananas, oranges. Like they're really nice. You know, it's like, whoa, what, what vegetables do you like? Or maybe you like carrots. Maybe you like, you know, um, leafy, leafy greens. You know, on maybe like onions. What's what's your thing? You know, it's like, and then we just want to start including a lot more of that, a lot more of that wherever we think that we can. You know, what are your favorite proteins? You know, what's your top five favorite proteins? Let's take from there. What are your top five favorite carbs? What are the whole grain or whole food version of that? You know, like maybe it's more, you know, wholemeal flour. Can you tolerate it? If not, fine. Stick with your regular flour from stress with or breads. Um, again, potatoes. You know, maybe it's rice. You like whole grain rice. You know, maybe not. Okay, cool. Just stick with rice. And so again, like we're just trying to walk our way towards, you know, uh, an ideal nutrition plan, an ideal nutrition strategy. What are the worst foods you eat? What are foods that when you eat, you just feel like absolute shit about? And so again, right? Let's try and eat much less of them. Um, how? What? What are your? What are your? What are your horrible eating habits at the minute? By your own definition, you know, it's like maybe it's like you know after nine nine p.m. I just sit down and I crack over every snack in the house and I sit and I gorge, which is fine unless you have a feeling of shame after the fact, in which case, like, right, we need to, we need to start walking away from that. And if you're already just, let's just focus on that, you're moving towards where, you know, what I would call gentle nutrition. All right, cool. We're starting to include the stuff that we want. We're trying to push out the stuff that we don't. And then again, we can talk kind of about strategies, maybe a little bit down the road as to how we can actually do that. Uh, so what strategies would you implement if you, let's say, you're eating lots of bickies after nine o'clock with a cup of tea, watching your Netflix, and after you do it, you look at the empty packet and you feel a sense of shame and guilt. That happens to you three times out of the week. You know what's making you go over your calories by a thousand. What do you do to overcome that? Do I really need to lose weight? Is my first question. Because like, again, maybe a, few extra, maybe a few extra calories aren't a problem. Maybe, you know, over the, over the general sense of a week it's like i'm already hitting my vitamins i'm already hitting my minerals i'm training i'm walking it's like maybe maybe i am leading towards the perfection side of things and the shame is is not necessary so again that's why it's like listen based on your goals based on your life as a whole is it that bad like well i would say i would say if um i would say it's important to understand why why you feel shame and i think uh one of the main reasons for people feeling shame around something is it's a corrective measure so it's a corrective feeling but there is some people that don't understand that if you eat you know and your your let's say your goal is to lose weight if that if you eat two two kit kats you know two kit kat you know dual bars that's it it's like that's like what 200 calories max it's like that's a it's a mm-hmm. drop in the ocean you're fine but you don't know that and so you freak out about it and you feel shame and that shame is not necessary. You, you would have been fine. But that shame mm-hmm. cycle starts a bigger thing. And then, oh, no, no, it's this. No, it's this. Oh, no, I switched off all my good habits. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're up three pounds. And you think, 
oh, it was the Kit Kats. Like, it wasn't the Kit Kats kid, to be honest. Um, and that's unfortunate. And so, again, it's like, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, in some senses, the shame isn't necessary. Now, if you're three stone overweight and you have a habit of eating, you know, after all your main meals, which, to be fair, may be bigger than they need to be anyway, now you're sitting down to your snack session, which is another five, 600 calories, and you know it, and you know you shouldn't be doing it, and you've got no control. It's like, okay, that's maybe a good spot to start focusing on. It's like, right, right. So let's say we're in that situation. What, what tactics would we use? Right, so first thing we do is basic portion control. Let's try and bank you as many calories for that evening treat as you possibly can. So let's say you're a breakfast, lunch, dinner, average of 600 calories a piece. Let's try and shrink them down to 400. So now instead of 1,800 calories, we're sitting at four by three, no, what did I say? Six, six by three is 1,800, so four by three is 1,200. Yes, yeah, so now you've got 400 calories in the bank. Now what it is, we're going to have a look at your, your, your evening snack set, and let's say that's 600 calories in your snack set. We're going to have a look at those foods, and we're going to figure out, right, okay, what can I replace for, with, for maximum calories, a, a maximum calorie reduction, and minimal taste reduction? So that's where it's like, let's say you love ice cream. Cool. Are you aware that the vast majority of ice pops, ice pops, not ice cream, is like only a hundred calories? It's like ice. So there, there's an immediate swap. We got maximum, you know, uh, mouth pleasure, and like we've already dropped three hundred calories. Um, again, mm -hmm. maybe you like ice cream. Maybe you're not switching for ice cream. Have you tried any of the high protein make it yourself at home ice creams? Have you tried the Halo Top ice cream? So again, it's like we're just making a better decision. It's like again, then we start Let's having a look. Let's say it's biscuits. Let's say it's the packet of biscuits, hobnobs, your double dunking. What do you do? You're double dunking every night with your cup of tea. It's your ritual. It gives you peace. It gives you solace. It's your cool down in the evening after a stressful day at work. After your dinner, you know, just like a couple hours after dinner, you're like sitting down to watch your Netflix and you're going, I just made a wee cup of tea. You know, and I'm getting my wee biscuits and I'm dunking them. Cool. And you're looking at So obviously, for, I, I would like don't get me started because this is me listen I'm a, I'm a dunker I'm a dunker I'm not only a dunker I'm a chocolate dunker and to sit here and tell me that I'm going to switch it out now for a lower calorie dunk it's like what no chocolate on my dunk you must be joking me um so you know it's like that that is something I would like me personally is like that's a trigger food for me it's something that I just don't do anymore um so it's something that I would try and replace I would literally like I wouldn't go near the Duncan session because again it's like listen if you've ever had biscuits and, and, and tea one of the issues with it is that the water dissolves it and turns it into a very a very mushy not filling food and so it's very easy to just go to town on them and they're melting in your mouth you're nearly drinking the biscuits at that stage and it's very it's very very hard to stay low calorie with a food that's not very filling um, and again it's dissolved, like you're literally drinking calories at that stage so you know, obviously, again, right, give it a go. Go for a lower calorie biscuit. See how that goes. You know, maybe, maybe save yourself if you somewhat control. It's like, right, okay, like as I said, we we've we've now got four hundred calories extra, six hundred calories extra from. Okay, yeah, well, here's here's what I would what I would do first. Okay, here's here's what I would do hundred percent first because I think um you're you're I'm not looking for like just eliminate it. Or like that. I'm looking for like just a better solution to help minimize damage and to just improve that's what I'm doing the situation. Now, yes. that's, that's, that's yeah, what I'm doing so, now. Again, I said if we 
if we shrink your 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 main meals from as I said like 600 to 400 it's like now we've already got an extra 600 calories to work with so now with without without changing any weight is like if that was your calorie deficit let's say but you were going over it with your snack sessions like by just reducing your other meals you've got 600 calories you can have 600 calories of biscuits now yeah Enjoy. but i would say i would say i would say like that's not a very good nutritional uh, strategy like long term to eat smaller meals throughout the day just so you can have your, your 600 calories of biscuits in the evening because your 600 calories of biscuits if you are having hobnobs i think it's like 90 calories per biscuit you know that gives you six biscuits and if you're a double dunker where you have two this time that's three dunks you know it's um right well then it's listen not a lot, it's not a lot with that what i'm trying to move say move to one I'm, dunk then you can't be a double dunker trying to fucking get your health right yeah so yeah exactly so so i think it's important to understand like what i was what i was going down is like to understand like the actual like is it is it really bad like is your behavior really really bad are you being gluttonous are you being greedy are you being like are you overindulging are you gorging right now and with biscuits, it's very, very easy to do. And all I was trying to say is that, like, the best thing to do, I would say, would be to have bigger meals at your bigger meals for your dinner and for your lunch. So you're actually more satisfied for them. So your cravings for other satisfaction will go down a little bit. And then to actually make a conscious effort to try this first. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't work for some people because some people are a little bit more, I'm not going to say broken, but I'm, I'm going to say broken just for context. I don't mean broken, though. But like, let's um, say, let's say, a mildly traumatized to the point where unconscious behavior is the natural is the norm okay yeah so let's say they can't really like they can't go like i'm gonna have six biscuits they can't yeah. say like they have six bi biscuits the packet is there as soon as they have their six they go right back to the press to grab the packet and whip out another six okay um so like it first strategy i would say is like decide okay i have 300 calories for this or whoever, whoever many calories i'm gonna have that amount of biscuits that's gonna be my treat for the night and that helps me stay within everything and i'm satisfied for my meals good good problem solved you have your fuck it, your cake needed too brilliant most people are not like that i would say if you can do that your class don't go with it run with it it's a it's a really, really good way to do it but um if you can't do that i would say more satisfaction from your other meals and then eliminate the biscuits completely have them out of the house don't have them and uh, deal with the the pain of just not having your your biscuits and just enjoy your tea or or again cool like it's it's very very hard to replace a full habit like that so again like now what we're doing is now we're sitting you leave left in the house feeling the, the pain and the pang for your snacks it's like listen well what about popcorn you know it's like what other low calorie snack would give you a lot of pleasure and again you still kind of get your even snack and so again you're not literally sitting there biting your fingernails really stressed out because you don't have your little cope and so again how what what, what 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 could what could you replace it with so again for like for me my big one is when i'm trying to lose weight it's ice pops and popcorn it's like ice pops popcorn protein shakes um they're they're my very high flavor um and very low cal or you know progress towards your goal kind of snack and so it's like right listen we can move forward we can also fill the time um, without trying to redesign my entire life and without trying to say oh well, listen i'm gonna i literally the only way for me to lose weight or to cut the thing is become a brand new person post 7 p.m it's like right well good luck with that yeah it's probably not gonna work exactly so that's right you so, go snack and even let's change the quality of your snacks but again your, your advice of eating high, highly nutritious and highly filling food uh, prior to the is actually probably a better suggestion and cutting them down but again what i said was i said cut calories and say cut volume we can actually increase the amount of food you're eating during the day and cut the calories um, and mm -hmm. then you could still have your biscuits too but again depends who you are
Yeah, it really does. There's a lot of different ways to uh, skin the cat. But uh, so uh, we were on uh, understand the importance of gentle nutrition. Yeah. So the the go the importance of gentle nutrition is to not have extremes and to make ready easy easy changes that you are willing to make. Like, what do you want to do, and what are you actually willing to do? So, like, I want to do. Um, I want to cut out all carbohydrates from my diet, blah, blah, blah. Well, instead of just being drastic and cutting all of it out, maybe take a portion out for your breakfast or have a high protein, a high fat, high protein breakfast instead of having Joe beans and toast or whatever it is. Like just one small swap like that. Boom, 33% of the way there. Do that for a week. You have that habit of grain. I actually like my new uh, breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And then Joe, where it's your, your omelet with your bit of cheese and your bit of shiracha and spring onion. Um, so what you have that sorted and then the next thing i like that don't have to deal with that anymore what's the next small change i want to make so is it dinner is it lunch whatever but if if the changes are small and enjoyable well then they're sustainable so that's why gentle, gentle nutrition is important and then the next one is listen to your body's needs and preferences so how do you listen to your body's needs and preferences i think it's hard for most people to understand like to intuit what their body needs and what their body likes and i think it, like, yeah, I, food, I think I think step one is doing what you're already doing. If you're listening to this podcast, well, what you're doing is you're listening to people who are going to help you develop a real standard for what is actually happening in your body. So, like, for me personally, like the first step is, like, right, you need to get educated as to what the difference between a need and a want and mm-hmm. what is actually going on here with this whole biomechanical machine that you're driving. You know, it's like, well, there's hormones in your in your machine so it's like you're you're, go, you're going to get signals your body's going to talk to you in certain ways do you understand that do you know what's happening like are, are you clued in yeah most people are not because they're distracted and they have other responsibilities that take them out of their body and into their head and have to think and plan and do other stuff like that rather than just being present and aware of what but they yeah, also like they also pe- people think people think that if i'm the type of person who's absolutely ravenous by nine o'clock I've got a limiting belief of this is who I am. This is how I function. This is what my body needs. It's like, well, that's not a need. That's actually a delusion or an illusion. Um, and so, and, 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 and rightly so, you know, fair enough. It seems really real, but you don't know. And so again, like we need to know, it's like, you know, you, you are very adaptable, you know, in, in lots of ways and you're very fixed in a lot of ways. And so again, do you know what's adaptable and what's fixed? And you know why it's happening, when it's happening? Or are you a victim to just whatever's going on in your body and you just kind of have to sit there and be pulled along like a boat down a river? Like a plastic so, bag drifting through the wind. Well, like uh, most people are basically like, uh, not most people. It's very common for people to be a slave to their impulses and their desires and their whims and they don't understand where those impulses and whims and desires come from they don't even know what triggers them they don't know like when i say trigger i mean like the cue in the cue routine reward and a habit that's all i mean by by trigger so like joe if let's say joe the the feeling of biscuits in the evening is when the lights get there in low do you get what i mean the, when the lights are on the tv's on and you're sitting there and you're like that's what you associate with the with the biscuits in the evening um and you have the impulse and you don't know what, like you're not aware that when you go to sit down with that, like your body habitually has, has queued up that feeling, that sensation, the expectation for the mushy biscuit in the tea or whatever you want to call it. 
like the trigger is sitting down even the lights going down low that's the trigger John, then you associate relaxing with that thing and you need to relax. So you basically have a thing. If you don't have that thing to help you relax, well then, no, I can't relax. What am I supposed to do? And then yeah, you, the, the, when, you, or when you're aware that that's the impulse that is causing you to do it, well, then you can substitute different things for it. But without the awareness, without the understanding that that is your trigger for it, well, then um, you're not really going to make much of a change. You're just going yeah, so, to so, so, so listening to your body's needs, Right, mainly like to me personally, it's like it's talking about yeah, like what Chris said, it's like your habits, right? And so maybe you're a lucky duck, right? Maybe you've worked hard, maybe you've got good habits, all right? And so again, maybe you can go unconscious from from time to time. Um, but an awful lot of us, what we need to do, especially again from time to time, season to season, we need to become conscious, we need to become aware, and we need to listen, all right? So again, like it, let's let's sit here and let's wiggle our toes. Let's sit here and bend and straighten our knees let's become aware of our posture our shoulders you know our spine what are we doing it's like so all of a sudden things that were unconscious to you are now conscious just by literally mentioning just by pulling you out of whatever kind of state you were in or pulling you into a different state where hopefully you've got you know more awareness and then if we want to be goal oriented it's going what's the goal what are we trying to do right so let's be aware of our food i'm hungry all right are you hungry Okay, yeah, I'm hungry. On a scale of one to ten, how hungry are you? I'm a nine. Are you sure? Ah, uh, now that you've asked me, oh, maybe it's about a seven. Are you sure it's a seven? Oh, maybe I actually, now that I think about it, maybe I'm not hungry at all. Maybe it's a four. And so again, it's like, it's, listen, just these intrusive thoughts and these, like, this momentum. It's like maybe the momentum of the action was like like your 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 readiness to engage was a nine or a ten. But really, in fact, it's like you sit down, you're quiet, and I said, right, your family's going to die if you give in to this. How bad do you need to give in to this? Oh, that's a one. Sorry, so you're fine. So it's literally just a it's a, it's a perception thing. It, it seemed like a lot because this is what you always do. This is what your perception is. This is how you know, aware you were. This is how you know, committed you were. Whatever it is, it's like we can, we can interpret our body signals differently as we become, um, as we come into a different state of awareness and perception. And so again, you don't need to be carried through on uh, through life unconsciously. And you'll find that just by being conscious, being more aware. And again, I'm not saying that it's easy. It's definitely not easy, especially day to day, especially when your, your batteries drain from time to time. But that's why a big part of changing your diet and change your life is taking the whole thing into consideration. Going right, okay, listen, before you start this, before you start trying to be mindful, maybe you need to do some stress management. You know, say so maybe we need to start removing some massive stressors that are really draining your battery. Maybe we need to change your environment so that way you can be a little bit more mindful, be a little bit more present, tune into your body. Maybe there's, you know, certain foods that you need to get into the house. Maybe certain foods you need to get out of the house. Maybe there's a certain size plate you need to buy. Maybe there's a certain size fork you need to buy. Whatever it is, it's like, you need to do these things so that way you can get into the point where you're like, okay, I've got some space, I can think. You know, it's like maybe a, a, some other habits precede um, um, like meditation. And maybe before we start today, we're going to meditate. Maybe when we come home from work, we're going to meditate. And that's going to bring us into a different state. Maybe you're going to listen to a certain book, a certain podcast, whatever it is. We're going to go for a walk. But yeah, so be, becoming more mindful, lots of ways to become more mindful so you can uh, listen to your body and engage with those sensations more. I think um, the biggest, the, in one phrase, just to, to summarize that point, like learning the difference between cravings and needs so, or cravings, like an actual craving and actual hunger. And when you understand that you just crave something, it instantly just diminishes the value of it. 
and uh, if it's just a craving well then it's just a craving so it's not a need or it's not a, it's not a true real want it's just you had a cue in your environment that set up that craving to trigger and then you want it a little bit so um La bump, last bump, last bump. thing is last thing just on that is like preferences as well so it's like again listening to your needs and your preferences so again once once we yeah so once 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 we learn and understand what our true needs are and we we, we generally want to give ourselves if you need something you better get it that's all i'm telling you. you if you need it if you need it you better get it all right but if you don't need it don't bother your arse all right so again we're like again you never like if you need to go to the bathroom let's go to the bathroom don't be asking permission if you're in school you need to go to the bathroom the teacher says no go all right you need to go and they should know by looking at your face it's a need not a want all right your preference is another thing. It's okay to have preferences that oppose, you know, what is absolutely ideal in your mind or, again, what is ideal. It's like if you really, if the, the new superfood is bean sprouts and the thoughts of them literally make you sick, it's like, you know, maybe it's okay to just eat something similar, eat something like it, eat something that you prefer that you can actually maintain and sustain. And then it's also okay to eat some junk foods. Like if your preference, you know, for your, your, your cheat meal is, you know, chocolate biscuits and it's your preference every once in a while, to you know, have a little cheat meal and have a little treat, that's fine too. Chris, I got three minutes and I got to take this class. Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Um, yes. If uh, your your preferences are really important, but also like have better cheat meals. Like if your cheat meal is six biscuits for six hundred calories, you know, like you can do so much better than that. You can do so much better than that, and uh, and have a lot more volume for it as well. So I'd say just keep that in mind. Yeah, I like examine that's your exam. <laughs> Um, so examine your your bad foods and just see like how could I be doing this better? Do you want know, like be a better binger? And I think that will help you a lot. I think it's a great point you made though as well though. Like if a chocolate biscuit is a hundred calories, like listen, yeah, we can be. We, like if you've got six hundred calories to spend, you know, spend it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and if you do spend it elsewhere, you know, we might not want the biscuits as much. But every once um, in a while, every once in a while, we dunk sash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a treat. Joe, so biscuits used to like they used to bust open the tin of biscuits as a treat for guests. It was an event. Your family comes over, you pour a few things of tea. Oh, look, they got the biscuits. Oh, it's the bourbon. Blah 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 blah. Joe, and the bust them all out. It's not. It wasn't this little secret thing that you did in your own evening, like away from the same thing. Else, yeah. It's it's the same thing with drinks. It's like, oh, listen, you bring over, you know, bring over a bottle of whiskey to your friend's house. Let's sit there and have a few drinks. And all of a sudden, you're sitting home with the bottle of whiskey. It's just you and the whiskey. It's like, yes. Yeah, it's it's not it's listen, every once in a while it's fine, you know, a wee Saturday night to yourself, you know, it might be cool, but if it becomes, you know, every daily thing, it's a it's a problem for obvious reasons. Right. I literally got fifty one seconds I'm leaving this class. I love you, right. I leave you. If you like this podcast, guys, please listen give it a listen. Or if you like this podcast, please uh, make sure you subscribe so you get notifications as to when we release a new one. But also I really ask that you uh, tell your friends about it. If you find it helpful, you know somebody's trying to lose weight or trying to better their health. If word of mouth is one of the best things that you can do to spread the podcast. So yeah, thanks so much. Peace.